we learned to love like the challenges because you're like, oh man, this is gonna, how, how's this gonna help me? How's this gonna get me to that next step and get me to the, to the next level? Welcome to the Startup Heroes Podcast, a place to learn about business from local Chattanooga superheroes sharing their entrepreneurial journey, their superpowers, kryptonite, sidekicks, and villains. You'll learn about the principles and actions it took these founders to build their dreams and hopefully be inspired to do the same. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Startup Heroes. I'm your host, Christopher Wood with... I'm Nate Tucker. I'm Michael Artizabal. And our guest... I'm Dr. Brian Stutz. Thanks for being here today, Brian. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, So I think a good way for us to start is just uh, if you'll tell us what the name of your business is and just give a little description on what it is and I'm going to read your introduction um, that'll kind of give people a little more insight into your professional background. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, our business is called Rev, a center for optimal living. Uh, we are our vitalistic chiropractic office located on the North shore of Chattanooga. Um, our approach is, is really different than what most people think of when they go to a chiropractor. They think, you know, twisting, cracking, popping, working on neck pain, back pain, uh, definitely help people with that. We see that a lot in our office, but our, our main focus is is I'm working with the bioenergetics of the nervous system. And from what we know, your nervous system is how you take in everything in your environment. It's how you process stress. It's how you handle challenges and hardships in your life. Uh, And anytime we don't handle those things as well, that tends to store within our body in different ways, can manifest as different things, aches and pains being one of them, but anxiety, depression, autoimmune conditions. And so we really help work with the nervous system to help people process through that stuff so that they can function optimally from within. Man, that's cool. Um, so that's, that's what your business does. And then I'm going to read a quick bio about you yourself. Uh, so Dr. Brian Stotts is a father, husband, chiropractor, fitness enthusiast, aspiring guitarist, coffee lover, and health seeker. Uh, he believes that everyone has the potential to live with optimal health and vitality, vitality and live an authentic life, regardless of age or current health status. He owns Rev, a center for optimal living in North Chattanooga, as we talked about earlier with his family of vitalistic chiropractors. Uh, here they use a light touch approach to work with the body's nervous system to pr- process stress, challenge, and trauma stored within the body, limiting our human potential to thrive. What does that mean, limiting our human potential to thrive? So for me personally, I think everybody has the potential to to thrive and live whatever their most authentic, optimal life is. And, and it can't really... Sp- you know, categorize it. Like everyone has to do these certain things. Everyone's going to have their own thing that they resonate with. But anytime we're not living that authentic life, anytime we're not thriving from within, anytime we don't feel that sense of connection and greater purpose in our life, um, that's us not living up to our potential. And that's not, that's us not thriving. And generally people will associate that with feeling the aches and the pains or feeling a sense of limitation within themselves, or maybe they have an XYZ illness, disease, or condition. Uh, But ultimately from the inside out, it's just our body isn't functioning the way that it should. And our life is going to reflect that. Yeah. So I feel like recently that's been really uh, coming a lot about in local pop culture and just uh, it's it's been popular in general recently. What with the green movements and people getting more in touch with either their spiritual side or just their physical being. Do you think that's kind of affected y'all's business at all, or have you seen a, an uptick in uh, people being willing to talk to you rather than like ten years ago? Yeah, I, I definitely think uh, I can't speak for ten years ago. I can speak for five years ago when we first first started up <laughs> yeah. and and to be 
blatantly honest. Like a lot of people thought it was voodoo. I thought it was like kind of quackery what we do a little yeah. bit. Um, I think more so now, maybe there are still people who think that, but more so now more people resonate with what we do and the things that we, we talk about. And, um, and I think it's not out of the question for people to, to ask the question of like, why can't I create health from within? Why can't I, given all the, the tools that I have and given uh, this body that I have and all these resources, why can't I create the health and the life that I want to have uh, from within naturally and explore that a little bit more? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's dig into you a little bit. Why are you an entrepreneur? Why did you start your own thing? Yeah. Um, it's funny cause I feel like I ask myself that question multiple <laughs> times a week. Like, why am I doing this? Um, Usually after a hard day. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Sounds like, sure. like a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> we know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I think for me, the biggest thing is, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and even my whole journey has just been about exploring more, more potential for people, more potential for myself. Um, I would say like being an entrepreneur allows you the freedom, but I think I've had times where I've worked 80 hours a week, yeah. you know, start, started at 8 a.m. and finished at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, and I think that just kind of comes with it. But I think for me, being an entrepreneur provides you with opportunities and opportunities to, um, for me, to impact and affect a lot of people and, and create a difference in the world. Uh, but then also opportunities for me personally, opportunities for me to kind of pivot and make uh decisions that I want to make and how I want to take my business and how I want to, how I want my days to look, how I want my, my work-life balance to be. And, uh, allows me opportunities to spend more time with my family, go travel, do different things like that. Um, so I think for me, it's just about having those, those luxuries and those things that don't necessarily come with a nine to five job. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, there's still people who live a really amazing, authentic life doing that. Uh, but I think for me, for me to fully express that it's, you know, following that entrepreneur path and, and really creating from within. And, um, I'm big in personal development, self growth. And one thing I've really learned from this journey is you can't separate growing your business and growing yourself. You have to do both simultaneously and you can use either one to be kind of a mirror for the other. Uh, and I think that's just something that's just an added bonus from, from doing this. Yeah. Tell us about a recent victory you had, um, speaking of tying in together your business and your personal life. Yeah. Being a, a service-based business, uh, there was a little thing called COVID that happened. <laughs> and so yeah, when you're in a business where it's all about physical touch and uh, there's a pandemic where people don't want to be touched, it was kind of a, a struggle. There, there's no, there's no um, book or manual that's going to help you navigate that time. I don't think anybody not knew. yet, at least. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think anybody knew exactly what to do and, yeah. and how to approach that. And um, really, we just had to figure it out. We were still in the growing phase where we still wanted to get more people in our in our office. We were still trying to get people to learn more about us. We actually just moved our, our practice from Udwa to uh, just behind Nutrition World at Lee Highway 153 yeah. in Chattanooga. And, um, so we're still exploring all that. And then, and then this pandemic happens, we don't know what's going to happen. And during that time, we really, our business really took off. And, um, I think more so it was, it was, I, for me personally, had a, a recognition that people really need this service out there. Um, not just not in sense of, you know, working with COVID or anything, but like, there was so much stress and anxiety that came with that. People mm -hmm. didn't know what was going to happen to their health. They didn't know what was going to happen to their, to their job, to their finances. Like everything was up in the air essentially. And so just to be able to, to 
come to a place where they could have a little bit of peace, a little bit of quiet, experience some calmness, let them know everything was going to be okay and that we were going to work through this and move through this together. Um, really forced me to kind of be that person that, that people needed in the area to get through that. And so, um, the fact that we made it through that unscathed was, was a huge win for me. Do you find that, um, COVID has changed a lot of people's priorities and maybe how they view the world and, um, perhaps what they used to not think was super important. And now maybe they're like, Oh, this, this is, I took it for granted before and now I'm never going to do that again. Definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely opened up your perspective. Mm. Uh, I think just that there are, like you said, more, some things that are just more important in life and what's, what's most important to us, what's most important to, to our families. Um, when we focus on that, we shift our focus on that and we stop focusing on all the other things and that's us living our authentic life. And that's us, you know, connecting to that, that higher power within us and that intelligence within us. And, um, you know, I want more people to focus on what's important to them and what's, what really gets them going in the day, what gets them going or what gets them up in the morning and what's something that they can give back to the world. And the more and more people that are doing that day in and day out, that's how we create that ripple effect throughout communities and cities and states and, and create a global change as well. So, um, <clears throat> you know, obviously it's, it's, uh, there was a lot of navigating during that time, but I think, some people took that as an opportunity to, to really sharpen that focus and like figure out what was important for them. And I think that's a, that's a huge win. Yeah. I think this whole great resignation thing with, you know, this exodus of people quitting their jobs and doing something that they never would have three years ago, I think it's going to be a really interesting journey to see on the other end and find that a lot of people that never would have tried art, tried art for the first time and yeah. loved it. Yeah. And a lot of people that never would have tried art, tried art and were really bad at it. And they're like, okay, well, I, got, I tried it. I got to try it, And I know now that's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a really cool renaissance of sorts, which, you know, it's unfortunate that I had to ride on the back of a global pandemic. Totally. Um, but always look for silver linings. Uh, I think this, this concept of like everyone has the potential to thrive. I think it'll be a lot more common in the next five to 10 years than it was five to 10 years ago because people are giving themselves the chance because they say, what do I have to lose? I might die tomorrow. So might as well just go for it, (laughs) Uh, which is kind of stark and kind of dark, but it's also a little freeing to know that, uh, you know, at one point if I, you know, quit my job to try some creative hobby, my professional friends would have mocked me or looked down on me or family or whatever. But I was like, everyone's doing it. I don't really have any, like anything to lose because there's no risk because other people are trying. And if I fail, then, oh, well, I, I'm just one of the people that also failed. And yeah. if I succeed, then, cool, I, I get to do what I love. Yeah. T- taking those opportunities, taking those chances and, and being okay with failure. Yeah. You know, that's part of the process, especially being an entrepreneur. Like <laughs> I have failed way more than I've, I've succeeded. And there's so many things that, um, you know, looking back, you would think like, oh, I wish I did that differently. But, you know, I learned from that and I grew from that and it made me the, the business owner and the person that I am today. So it's all, it's all for me. It's all for us, everything. Do you find that uh, these failures have made you into someone that you never could have conceived of that you could become? Or do you find that it's completely changed your trajectory into some unknown co- microcosm of yeah. future Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think maybe a, a little bit of both, but in a sense, it's, I would say more so it's, it made me who I am. It's, 
you know, I think like people ask, what would you do differently if you, if you could start over again? And I don't think I would do anything differently. I mean, maybe there are certain things I would, I would do differently. Um, you know, we've got a lot of business debt, but, um, <laughs> you know, the certain things that you would do, but like the challenges, the things that came up along the way, like, I, you know, I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, you know, picked a different spot or picked a different time or, or any of that stuff it, because all those things were, or again, they were there for me. They made, they made me who I am and I'm still going through struggles and challenges. I think we all go through those uh, as business owners every single day, every single week. And those challenges are going to propel us into a new version of us a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And, um, you know, at some day we'll, we'll all together, we'll be having this podcast some on some <laughs> Island that, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. where we're <laughs> sipping, be caffeinated and, you know, because we, we I was thinking more it. like margaritas or pina coladas. <laughs> margaritas, but yeah, okay. that works I didn't know what type of podcast this was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, like, you know, it's just about accepting those challenges and those struggles in the moment, being grateful as much as you can and just, you know, keeping your head up and keep moving forward. And that, that creates that resiliency that you need. Yeah. I, uh, so hundred percent. Cause like ultimately you can only make the best decision from where you are in that moment. Like you're, you're taking your best knowledge and experience and later on you can look back and say, Oh, that, you know, easy to say I could have done this, yeah. but ultimately that whole, so much of what you said probably for the past like five minutes i was like is this guy like staring into my journal like authentic follow your purpose i guess i did um so yeah i just want to say i really kind of resonate with that and i was also just one of those people that was like i'm totally changing my path in life i'm quitting my job and doing this stuff and so yeah. anyways i'm I'm a, I'm a big fan <laughs> Which that's, that's totally cool. Like, you know, if you, if there's, again, like you don't know, uh, you don't know until you know, you know, exactly. you got to yeah. experience different things and be like, you know, I don't, I don't like this and that's okay. Like you don't have to continue doing something for the next 30 years because that's what we're told to do or something that you're more than welcome to change courses and everything. But as long as you're doing it from that place of like, you're grounded and you're centered and it's not like this emotional decision and, mm -hmm. and you know, you're letting, letting outside factors influence you. So it's, if you're coming from that, that authentic place and you decide, yeah, I want to pivot, I want to completely transform my, my career and my life. You know, you have the freedom, the opportunity to do that. Yeah. No and what. that's a great point because I definitely have done the frantic desperation version of that before and then regretted it. Yeah. But whereas, like you said, like the grounded place, like doing it from like really knowing that it's right for you and you're intentionally making this choice like that is a much better feeling. Yeah. A uh, business mentor of mine told me, yeah. I, I mean, I think of this pretty much every day. He says, wherever you go, there you are within yourself. So you can change everything around you and might be good for a little while, but eventually that same stuff is going to come up. And if, unless you, unless you handle it in the moment, you're present, you're, you're grounded, you're connected, you know, you can only temporarily change that until it's time to address that again, because it's always going to be there. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so let's dig a little bit more into how you got where you are today. So what's kind of your past experience, maybe your degrees and like, why did you go after them? Why did you do that? And then how did it kind of lead to Rev? Yeah. Um, so I went to, um, I guess, backtracking all the way. I've always been interested in, in uh, health, human performance, um, athletics. I played a lot of sports growing up. I was always interested in like how athletes can do these amazing things with their bodies. And um, so I went on to study exercise physiology, exercise science uh, in undergrad. I worked as an exercise physiologist at a hospital. That was kind of my first step into the healthcare field. And uh, I worked in the cardiology department and 
basically what I did was like physical therapy for your heart after a surgery of some sort. Mm. And for the people who went through that program after a surgery, it was life-changing. It got them through the recovery phase. It got them onto the next phases of life. Um, for people who, who weren't able to go through that, it was kind of a, a stark um, contrast. And that was a really tough pill to swallow for me to, to see these people not get the help and the support they need. Maybe um, you know we'd get a letter or something in the into our office saying like you know Mrs. So and So passed away and. Um, I, it was just something that I didn't want to be a part of. And it wasn't so much that I was like, I, I can't do this and letting my emotions dictate me. It was like, ah, there's got to be something more to help these, these people and not that their insurance only pays for five visits, you know? Um, and so from there, I, I kind of transitioned and moved into personal training as I was rethinking my life a little bit. And you know, worked with a lot of people who, who wanted to get healthier, they wanted to get in shape, they wanted to lose weight, they wanted to get stronger, whatever. Um, but then I also worked with a lot of CEOs of businesses who were like, they were in great shape and they worked out every single day and they just wanted it to be the best version of themselves. Like they needed to do this so that they could be, they could show up every day and run their business the way that they needed to. And that was really interesting to me. And so I really looked into like uh, human performance and, and, you know, outside of health and just like how we could create all these things in our life. And I started learning more about how the body works and, and understanding this and started looking into more professions and like, what do I want to do? Do I want to be a coach? Do I want to do, do I want to stay as a personal trainer? And I ended up finding chiropractic, which most people scratch their head. Like how did, how did chiropractic come up in that whole search? And it was like, once you learn that your nervous system is how you coordinate and control every cell within your body, there's a hundred trillion cells that make up your body. They're all going through chemical reactions, billions of them every single second. And your nervous system is what's coordinating that. It's like the master control system, the operating system for your entire body. It's also how you take in and sense your environment, all your experiences in it. So if your nervous system is processing that information, you essentially can have the health, the well-being that you want, your actions, your behaviors, your emotions, your thoughts are all dictated through that. And that's going to lead to essentially get your health, but also your wealth, your level of abundance, your relationships, your career, how you give back to the world and everything that you, you put out into the world is going to filter in through your body's nervous system and your nervous system is housed in your spine. And so the better your spine is functioning, the better your body is functioning, you're going to function better from the inside out. And so uh, I went through chiropractic school. I worked um, in Atlanta after graduating at a, more of a sports chiropractic office. So it was really fo focused on athletes and structure and uh, alignment. And it, it was great. It, it helped a lot of people tremendously. I really loved that experience. Um, help people get back onto the golf course, help people, you know, turn their neck while they're dri driving through Atlanta traffic, which I'm not knocking it. That's totally important. You, I mean, people need that. But again, there was this like calling within that I was like, there's got to be something more that I can help people with. There's, there's this, you know, there's something missing to me. And, um, I knew of this different approach. I knew that it was, it was very different than what most people think of chiropractic care. And I remember telling my, um, my then, um, I think she was actually my girlfriend at the time, but now she's my wife. I was saying like, you know, I just, I, I'm ready to start my own thing. I'm ready to start doing this and, and helping people in, a, in a, the way that I think that that can best support them. And so we, 
I left that job, a very secure job. We moved to Chattanooga, Ottawa specifically, um, opened up our first office out there, uh, went through some struggles, went through some different beginning phases. Like we started inside of a yoga studio <laughs> where like I was, I was going in, I was setting up three, four of my chiropractic tables in the yoga room. I would, I would work with a couple people. I would tear my tables down. There'd be a yoga class. I'd set my tables back up. I work with people after I would do that two, three times a day, uh, just to start out. Cause that's, that's just all we had. We call that the minimum viable products. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> also like the Rocky montage. Like I just, yeah. I just see flashbacks of like so many table setups. There was, there was so many and it was, uh, um, definitely a humbling experience, but I was like, that for the first time, I was like, you know, this is what it is. This is what I'm doing. This is, I don't, I don't feel this call to do something different. You know, it's a lot of work for sure. And it's different. It's, 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 I'm learning not only how to set up a business, but I'm learning this whole new approach to health and healing that I'm, I'm navigating through and, and I'm working with people on. And so there's just a lot of, um, twists and turns, ups and downs. And eventually we moved into a, a permanent space. And then um, in 2019, we decided that, hey, there's this other office that happens to be run and owned by my family, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law. They own this office called Rev on the North Shore. And we decided like, hey, what if we just combined everything? We do the same approach. We learn from the same people. Uh, we have the same mission. We have the same vision. We have the same message we want to share. We can make such a huge impact if we just made one business. And so we decided, you know what, let's take, take this on. Let's create one name. Let's create you know, work under one umbrella here and, and really see how big we can make this. Um, and then from there, you know, things Ooh, happened. So I'm just curious, was that, was that like an easy conversation? Like everyone was like, yeah, let's go right away. Or was that like a, that's just so interesting to me. That, that it, it actually, it actually was, it was actually just like, this just felt right. I mean, maybe a year or so prior, my brother-in-law came to me. I remember him talking to me and he was like, Hey, what if we did this? This was long ago. And you know, what if we cre created one together? And I was thinking my ego was like, nah, I want to, I want to do my own. <laughs> I want to yeah. make my own thing. And then after a while, I was like, it's not about me. It's about all these people. And I see all the people that their office helps. And I see all the people that our office got to help. And I just started thinking about all the, all the more people that we could help in Chattanooga. And, and when I finally came to that realization, we had that conversation a second time. It was just like, yeah, let's do it. Like there was That's no cool. hesitation. Like how quickly can we do this? You know, like <laughs> I think I just make a couple changes. I call the, the department of revenue. I let them know this is what's happening and, and we can go. And so we pretty much picked up and did, did that as quickly as we could. And, um, we've been on the North shore now, me and my wife personally, um, we've been in this office for about seven months and, you know, just navigating all that stuff becoming more, more cohesive within, uh, the other practitioners that are there. There's four other, um, chiropractors who practice regularly there. And so we're just trying to figure out the scheduling and like, you know, what we can do to best hone in our mission, our, our, our vision and our message to get it out to, to the rest of the people in the community and, and see how far we can take this. So it's a, it's an exciting time for us. So what inspired the name and the brand Rev? So Rev is short for, um, 
basically revive, revitalize, rev up your health and your life. Um, and ironically, when we all went to school, there was a coffee shop there called Rev. Uh, nice. And I think, I think that had a little bit of a role playing in that as well. I uh, was just kind of top of mind there. Um, but the next important piece is the Center for Optimal Living, which is um, kind of the, the backbone of what it is that we do. Rev is the brand. Rev is what we put out there. But Center for Optimal Living is what we're all about. And I think all of us can relate to, all of us in our office can relate to, We've met with people, maybe we've had experiences where you can have optimal health on paper. You know, your, your lab values, your vitals are within normal ranges and it's like you're quote unquote, you're healthy, but people aren't again, thriving from within. It's about what we can do with our health, how we can uh, sync that physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, how we can create that mind body connection so that we can be in touch with that calling within us that calling us to do the things that we want to do and live that authentic life. And so for us, it's all about, yes, you, we can help you create your health. We can guide you in that right direction, but what do you want to do with that? What do you, how do you want to live your life now that you have your health back? Because if you don't have your health, you can't live your most optimal life in our opinion. And so how can we help support people to outside of our four walls, go out into the community, into the world and be their best self. Very holistic. Yeah. I would say so. All right. Uh, in my first section, uh, what makes you keep going? Like, why do you wake up in the morning? Yeah. When I, uh, when I was thinking of this, I, you know, it, it sounds so cliche because I've heard people say this before. Like when you're, when you have the birth of a child, all of a sudden it's like, it's not about you. And when my daughter was born 10 months ago, it was like, yeah, it's not about me. Like instantly I felt that. And so, you know, I want her to have the best life possible. I want her to have the best childhood. And I know and, and, and respect that there's going to be things that go, that happen in her life that is, you know, for her and helping her to grow and evolve. But I want to give her the best chance to, to have the life that she wants to have. And so I want to create that for her. And, by doing that, by doing what we're doing, uh, you know, obviously it provides my family with an income and it provides us with, you know, the resources for her to do that. But ultimately I want to help make the world a better place for her, you know, 10, 10 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, what's the world going to look like for her and, and how I can best impact people and impact the world is by helping people to live authentically from the inside out with what we do. And so, um, there's so many days where it's like, oh man, I'd, uh, I wish I could just keep sleeping and I wish I could, you know, not do this one thing, but I think of that and it's just like, all right, I've, you know, not, I have to get to do this, but I want to do this. And I want to, I want that for her. So, yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. It, it's very interesting to me that you uh, mentioned that because like at be caffeinated, one of the things that we always say is um, one of our mottos is leave it better than you found it. I feel like that's a big thing that like has like recently happened with entrepreneurs is that they're not just like wanting to make businesses now just to have a business like before. It really is about like leaving the world a better place than how it was when they found it. Yeah. And I feel like you really just made a business that's for them <laughs> to help them sort themselves out and be able to be a better person. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, the whole focus and the, and the goal for sure. And um, I think that one of the struggles has been like finding there's a, there's a line of like, you know, you want to help people, you want to give, you want to serve people. You, you have a service that can help them overcome uh, things that are holding them back that are limiting them in different ways. You know, I would love to say like, ah, I can do this for free, you know, but at the same time, like you have to pay the bills. You, <laughs> if you can't, you know, pay your rent, then you don't have a space to provide the service for people. And so I think in the beginning there was like a, 
I had a hard time balancing that line of like, oh, I'm just going to focus on my, on, on everybody. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure they're happy and make sure that they're, they're getting what they need. And I was doing that. It was great. And I had like five people. So it's like, <laughs> unless those five people are paying like a thousand dollars each, you know, it's going to be really hard to pay all your, your expenses. And so, uh, I've gone through times where it's like, oh, I've got to get more people in. And so I focused my attention on that and like, how can I get more people in? And, uh, you know, I get a lot of people in, but then there'd be a lot of people that fell off or left off. And so, um, it's, it's understanding that there's a line and that there's a, a balance and like, you've got to be able to, uh, maybe one minute turn on that, that health healing practitioner mentality and then switch over to, Oh, I've got to pay uh, for my taxes. I got to do these different things from a business. I've got to make sure that a, my, my, I'm moving in the right direction that people are seeing me on online and on social media and that people can find us if they need us. And so um, that for me was kind of like a big hurdle to co overcome in the very, very beginning. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, almost all like every business I've been involved with has had like the same, like kind of struggle of that, finding that balance. And it, it sounds like you've done a great job of finding that balance. And I'm speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of like that kind of like intersection, um, it's neat that like your business, I've never heard like a chiropractor, like describe, like going beyond the physical, like the way that you have, and it not just being about physical health, but like the mental health aspect too. That's, that's so unique. Would yeah. you say like, that's like a big element? of why you've been so successful compared to others? Um, I, I definitely think it's like, it plays a role because I think we were talking a minute ago, like people now that things have been, the world has been the way that it is over the last five, 10, 15 years. I think more and more people are trending in that direction of like, yeah, how can I, uh, I'm more than just this physical body. There's, there's more to me than just, you know, you know, my shoulder, my knee, my, my low back, my neck. And like, how can I intertwine all of that together? How can I, how can I make that a one cohesive unit? And, you know, if I do that, what does that, what does that look like for my life? How does that, how does that, uh, impact my, my health, my, my well being, my job, my family, my relationships. Um, and so I think a lot of people are exploring that more and it's definitely been, definitely been something we've, um, leveraged in, in the past, uh, and really focusing on that. And, and you got to meet people where they are. Sometimes people come in like, Hey, I have, I have back pain and you know, I'm not really interested in all the other stuff, just like helping with my back pain. And that's great. We can help you for sure. And when you're ready, we're here to have this conversation of what's possible for you. Um, but you know, when you're ready. <laughs> so looking beyond Rev, what would you say has like made you as an entrepreneur succeed with this? I think the, the biggest thing is understanding waking up every day that I don't, I don't have to do this. You know, you, there's so many times where like, oh, I have to go to work. Or I have to go to, uh, you know, the store. Or I have to spend time with, with my family or not that you would say that, but <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and I think for me, it's been like this opportunity of like, wow, I get to do this. I get to go to the office every day and I get to work with these people and interact with them and do something that's going to, um, you know, really impact them for the rest of their lives. And there's a, there's a quote by the developer of chiropractic. His name was BJ Palmer. He said, you never know how far reaching something you say, do, or think may impact the lives of millions of people tomorrow. And so for me, that's always kind of resonated like, wow, you know, just me seeing them and, and interacting with them 
them coming into our office, laying on the table for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, and getting to to interact with their their system and, and help them work through different things in their life. Like, I have no idea how that's going to impact them years from now. Uh, I may never know. And, and they may never know what the impact that has for them. And so that just kind of keeps me, keeps me going. And, and really when the days get tough, I just, I just rely on that and think that, think about that. Mm-hmm. I love that. It, it's a true pr- like passion project. That's, it's, oh, yeah. that's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of what you just said, like impact and like what like keeps your customers coming back. Um, have you like gone any like interesting, like feedback or anything from them on like what they appreciate about Rev? I think the the biggest thing, and it, and if you look at if you talk to our people, you look at our reviews online. Yeah, the biggest thing that pops up over and over is that we genuinely care for everyone in our office. And I know that might be cliche to say, like, of course, all health care practitioners, all doctors, they care about the people that come in their office. But I think for us, what we've created at Rev is it's like a palpable environment. You know, whether you're you've been coming to our office for a week, six months, a year, or you just like popped in and were like, Hey, what's this place? And you were there for 10 minutes. It's something that you can pick up and you can see, like, we genuinely care about every single person in our office. So most people, I think even become our friends over time or even borderline family just because of how close we get to them and, and how we want to, we really want the best for them. And that's, that's all it really comes down to is we, we want the best for everyone in our office and they may have pain or they may have anxiety, but you know, we're going to see them as the person and the, and the version of themselves that they want to be. And I think that just goes a long, long way for, for people because, um, either a, they're not getting that from themselves or B they're not getting that at home. They're not having that person that, that can hold that space for them. And so that's something that we really, really, really try to do. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that reminds me a whole lot of, uh, so I used to be a guitar and voice teacher mm-hmm. and it's like some days you just teach guitar and some days you're just teaching people how to sing, but like those relationships with guilt built over time, it's just crazy. Like how impactful that can be. And so that's, that's super cool. It very much resonated with that. You gotta, you gotta help me with the GC chord. <laughs> yeah, you got it, like man. G to D. Gosh, I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard at the beginning. It is. Yeah. Your hand's not used to making those shapes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, it's crazy how much of an impact that can make. And yeah. So the ripple effect, I really, really loved how yeah. you talked about that. Um, so to go, to go in a in a different angle, I think it's really interesting. Uh, like you said earlier about how like entrepreneurship is uh, it's like this crazy mirror for who you are. It's like it's really hard to go into entrepreneurship and not have uh, you learn about who you are and like come up against where you're strong and also where you're weak. <laughs> and like I know for me that's been the case. So I want to kind of jump into the dark side. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, what is your kryptonite? So this could be like a true weakness or it could just be like something that drains you. Like however you want to interpret that, what would you say your kryptonite is? I would say my kryptonite, I guess, would be just negative energy, whether it's negative people, negative news, negative circumstances. And that's not to downplay anything that that's happening or to, or to like, you know, uh, not say that it's an important stuff that's going on, but I look back in, in my business and I look at times where, where things were going really well. We had a lot of people coming in and, you know, yeah, revenue was good and all that stuff. And it was like, yeah, I was focusing on 
what's important. I was having fun. I was focusing on my people and things were just happening. Things were just, you know, coming to me. I was kind of like in this flow. And then there are times where it's like I'd shifted my focus onto something else, mm-hmm. whether it was uh, something negative in the, in the world or something negative going on in my life personally, or just something that I thought was negative. And it's like, as soon as you switch your, your focus off of that, off of what's important, it just totally drains me. And I noticed that there would be times where it would take me like weeks to recover from Mm. some of that stuff and like, you know, finally get back into that place and and really create some momentum moving in the other direction. Because, you know, even even if it's like subtle, if it's I'm just focusing on this, it's like I'm moving in that opposite direction. I'm I'm moving away from my my vision. I'm moving away from what I want. And it takes kind of a while to shift everything back onto that. It doesn't Mm. just happen instantly. And so I've definitely have been riding the waves, especially over the last few years of just getting caught up in things that don't, don't really, I don't want to say matter, but just don't impact me the way that I give it the credit for. Yeah. Um, so I want to dig in a little bit, uh, go a little deeper on, uh, you said those periods of times where you're kind of like stuck and then the periods of times where you're able to actually kind of shift and get out of it because a lot of other entrepreneurs and business leaders listen to this podcast. So I'm just super curious, like what the, like on a more granular level, what the being stuck part looked like for you. And then what are some of the things you have found that have helped you get out of that stuck part? Yeah, the, the being stuck part for me was was pretty simple. It wasn't taking action. It was, you know, allowing that that outside influence to create almost like a fear within me. And when you're in a place of fear, it's like the last thing you want to do is take action. Like you just want to stay in one place where you feel like you're safe and you feel like, you know, this is where you've got to be. And uh, that's the last place you want to be, especially in business. When especially when you're stuck, you you've got to continue continuously move forward. You've got to continuously put one foot in front of the other, and and really be comfortable with like the uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, and what that's going to bring. And so um, for me, it's all about connecting back to get out of that, connecting back to myself. And uh, I like to spend a lot of time in nature. Uh, nature just kind of like recharges me a little bit, it takes my mind off of things, it allows me to to process whatever's been going on and say like, okay, you know, this happened. Here are the steps I can take to, to move forward. And then from there, it's just about taking those action steps. Um, you can't avoid them. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, there's no, I don't think there's a business owner on the planet who hasn't had like struggles and hardships and, th- and times where they're like, I just can't do this. I got to do, I better go fix up my resume or, or go work at McDonald's or something <laughs> like it, it's going to come and you just have to be able to navigate through that and, and find practices that are going to help you connect back to yourself and, and disconnect from all the stuff that that's influencing you externally or internally, whatever it may be. It's awesome. And I, you know, even just like, filtering that through I'm like hmm what are my hardest times what does that look like and it was really interesting it's a similar pattern like you literally removed yourself from where things are negative you went to a place that's positive for you out in the woods and then you came to acceptance with where you were you came up with ideas of what you could do yeah you chose something and did it it's like so simple when you look at it but it's it's so hard in the moments of hard times to actually like realize that that's the step forward so i think that's really great that you like laid that out for everyone yeah and to quote one of michael and i's favorite book series the most important step is always the next one um and from Frozen 2, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just let it go, okay? Uh, no, it's from the Stormlight Archives of Brandon uh, Sanderson. And he also says that journey before destination. So it's, you know, it's it's super cheesy, but as a, a business owner, like, 
there's always going to be sucky stuff and you just yeah. have to keep going and push through that next step. Cause if you can get there, then you can get to the next one. If yeah. you can get to the next one, then you can also get to the one after that. It's almost like a, you learn to love those, those things. You learn to love like the challenges cause you're like, Oh man, this is going to, how, how's this going to help me? How's this going to get me to that next step and get me to the, to the next level? Like if you think of it as a video game, like, yeah, yeah this is really hard, but I can't wait to, I can't wait to overcome this and get to the next piece where as I think in the beginning for me, it was like when I came up against those challenges, I was like, Oh, how can I, how can I run away? And what's something I can use to cover that up. And so I don't have to focus on that, but now it's like embracing the, the challenge, embracing the struggle and, and just yeah, moving forward. Well, yeah. the, the most interesting characters in movies, books, TV shows are always the the battle-hardened, grizzled war veterans and never the green rookies. You know, no one cares about the rookies except yeah. to see their journey to become the battle-hardened, grizzled people. But, I mean, you can just say, all right, what is this scar? How, like, when I'm on the other side, what is it going to remind me of and how am I going to be able to do better next time? And, yeah. you know, use the counter on the guy and then kill him instead of him. Yeah. Scarring <laughs> <him. laughs> Not to get too violent. <laughs> and then come get, and then come chill out after you've gone through all that stress and <laughs> yeah, go yeah. to rev. Yeah. <laughs> Recover from your fights. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that's really awesome. So now I'm curious. So fear was this huge kryptonite. Well, it was, it was the negativity that would lead to that fear and that interaction. Sure, yeah. So now that you've kind of adopted more of that mindset of uh, a, a similar mindset, I love uh, one of my favorite books is called the obstacle is the way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like that, even just in the title, you get it. It's like, mm -hmm. just like you were saying, it's an opportunity, not an obstacle. Yeah. Um, but now where you're at, like with some of the stuff you're struggling with now, where would you say is the area you think you can most improve? Uh, I mean, I, I always think it, it, for me, it always comes back to like mindset. You know, it's, it's, I, I've always been good at, at just like performing, you know, playing sports and stuff like that. Like if I, if I was backed up in a, into a corner, or if I like, I needed to make something happen, like I could make it happen out on the field. You know, that's just kind of like, was my go-to. I could rely on my, my physical abilities. Um, but for me, it was always that mindset of like, am I going to be able to, to do this? Am I going to be able to perform Am You know, what if this happens? And it's almost like you're, and from what I know, what I've learned is that your nervous system doesn't know the difference between if something is actually happening to you or if something is totally made up in your mind. It doesn't know if it's going to happen in 20 seconds or if it happened 20 years ago. It just knows the feelings and the sensations. And so the more you spend into, the more you spend time in this negative mindset of thinking of the what ifs, the worst case scenarios, or, or just, you know, being down on yourself and your abilities, your nervous system is like, oh, this must be happening right now. And, and you create that internal change within you. And, and then again, that, that impacts your actions and your behaviors and your habits. And then all of a sudden your reality is exactly what you feared. And you're like, well, see, you know, this is what it means. But really what happened is you just created that internal state that led to those, set the dominoes in motion that led to that, that external situation. And so for me, mindset is just always a, it's always a, a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And I, I finally feel like I've gotten to a point where it's like, it's not a struggle anymore as it was. Like I've, I've overcome several hurdles with that, but it's still, you know, something that's always there. That's something that's always a little bit of tweaking, always a little bit of this. And it's not so much like positive mindset, you know, which mm -hmm. is great, 
but you have to be able to like take in the positive and the negative decipher between the two learn from both and then move forward as well and so it's like handling that that positive or handling the negative that comes with the positive and so for me that's just always been where i fall back to and there's just different practices that i that i implement and that i try to do on a daily basis that keeps me keeps me able to stay present keeps me able to decipher between the two and then just continuously move forward I love that. Um, so real quick, I'm going to ask one more little question and then I'll hand it back over to Nate. Um, so it sounds like a similar thing, like solution that you go to, like even when you talked about the previous uh, stuff of like focusing on negativity or the fear. So even when it comes to, to the, the mindset, it's like always going back to what can bring you back to like uh, feeling connected to yourself and positive. And so you mentioned that you do some different practice. What are a few of the things that you just kind of do on your daily basis that could be a cool tools that uh, our listeners can can take away? Yeah, um, you know, I try to every day just meditate in the morning. And, you know, some people have a hard time with meditation or, or the word meditation. Um, but, but really, it's just a matter of like, uh, working out for your mind, you know, calming your mind and being able to come back to, to just the present moment and stillness. And, you know, your mind is going to wander. If you sit in silence for 15 minutes, your mind is going to wander. I guarantee it. And it's a matter of like, okay, I wandered off on this thought. Let me just bring it back to focusing on my breathing, focusing on my feet, focusing on my, where I'm sitting in the, in the chair or whatever it is. And so that's something that for me, I just constantly have to do. And it's about how you can take that with you throughout your day. So it's not just that 15 minutes in the morning or in, at lunch that you do this, but it's a matter of like, okay, am I able to come back into my body? I was, I, for the last three hours, I've been worried about this and this has been coming up. How can I bring myself back into, into my body? And so meditation has just been a way that I can just do that and bring myself back. Um, exercising is, is huge for me. I just feel like it just sets the tone for me. It sets the tone for me physically. It sets the tone for me mentally and emotionally, uh, to just show up as my best self. And I love to kind of push myself in, in the gym or out on the, on the trail or something, uh, just to see like what I'm capable of and remind me like I'm, I'm able to handle this. I'm able to work through this. I'm able to continue moving forward. Um, and then I think lastly, and this is something that more, more so recently I've gotten into than, uh, I would like to admit in the beginning, but just having fun and just remembering like, you know, again, you get to do this every day. You don't have to do this. Um, there are things that you, you know, being a business owner, an entrepreneur that you've got to do every day. Like we all have those things, uh, but you can choose to have fun while you do that. And it doesn't have to be this like mundane, like awful thing all the time that you've got to do. And then you got to go home with it. And then you got to worry about it on the weekends. Like you can have fun and you can decompress and you can, you can let yourself live a little bit, even though you're an entrepreneur and you want to grow a successful business. And you've heard that you've got to work all these insane hours for the next 20, 30 years to get to that point. Like you can still have fun along the way and, and still do that and achieve that. Love that. That's great. Cool. So speaking of what you just said about like having fun while you work up to those next goals, what are those next goals for you? So our, our vision at Rev is we want Rev to become a household name. And um, when people think of up-leveling their health, up-leveling their life, overcoming um, limitations, whether they're physical, mental, emotional, or whatever they are, uh, we want them to think of Rev and almost get to the point where um, it's like, 
man, why aren't you going to Rev yet? You know, you might start seeing t-shirts all around town here. You might start seeing billboards soon and like different things on, on social media because we were working on these things on the background. But that's kind of our, our mission and our and mm-hmm. our vision. And it's not from a it, it's not from like a monetary standpoint, although that's you know, that's nice to to make more money for your business. But it's one of those things again where I feel like all of the chiropractors, all of the practitioners in our office they have this this mentality that this is what people need and we are, we're all coming from that place. Everyone can benefit from what we do. Everyone deserves to live the life that they want to live, however that may look. And we just want to be there as that, as that uh, service, as that business here in Chattanooga for people to experience that and for people to, to fulfill that. Sounds like y'all are leading with your why instead of your what or your how. Like yeah. we talked about with the Simon Sinek. Yeah, yeah. Looking, yeah, you yeah. guys helped me tremendously really focus that in. And um, and I think just sharing that with, with the other the, the other docs there, um, that's definitely like been our transition and been our focus is like, okay, why are we doing this? Why do we want to do this? What do we what do we see for the future, not only for ourselves, but for the, everybody who walks through our doors? What do we see for them and what do we want them to, to experience? And what do we want Chattanooga to be? How do we want Chattanooga to flourish during this time? And so that's been definitely a driving factor for us. I love those hearing those questions. <laughs> love vision. So awesome, man. So great. Well, that makes me super excited because like that's that's one of those key things, you know, Simon Sinek talks about that a lot about just like being a leader is not just managing stuff. It's like really painting a picture for where things could go that is hopeful and exciting and beautiful. And like, so that's really awesome that you be able to take that and like yeah. bring that to the team. And I'm so excited yeah. to see what happens from that. It's yeah, very cool. That's something we take people through on our process too. It's like, you can, you can figure out this is where you are and this is where you, this is where you were and this is where you are now. And like, Oh, that's cool. That's great. But then can you paint a picture for this is where we're going? And that's what I think really paints that picture for what's possible for people and gets people coming back, whether you're uh, a chiropractor or working in a healthcare field or, or you're, you're selling coffee, whatever it is. Like if you can paint that picture for people of like, this is what we're going towards. This is why, this is why you should continue coming to us. Um, that's what creates that, that sustainable business. And those people keep coming back for you. When you look at like Martin Luther King and it wasn't the, like, I have a plan speech. It was, I have a dream speech. Right. And yeah. he, he led with like, it wasn't uh if we do this we can win it was uh this is the future that we can have yeah oh and then here's how we can do it yeah which right. i think is really yeah. big yeah well fantastic yeah I, I can't wait for the day that i hear people going you know i'm going to the rev yeah. <laughs> just everywhere that i am that's great well so where can people find you right now uh, so we're, uh, our ref page is we're on Instagram. We're doing a lot of stuff there, um, putting out some good content. Uh, that's at Rev Optimal Living. Um, I'm on social media too as well. Instagram um, at Dr. Brian Stutz on Instagram. Um, and then you can go to our website as well. So www.revoptimalliving.com. Uh, we're also located on the North Shore right on Fraser Avenue. So you're always welcome to, to come on in, stop by, say hey. Uh, we've got a lot of information. We've got a lot of uh, different things that we can give to you. And, and just, you know, anytime somebody comes in and they just want to know, learn a little bit more, um, there's always going to be somebody there who's going to be willing to sit down and talk with you, whatever, whatever's going on in your life and how we can support you if that's something that's interesting to you. And before we switch over to Chris and he does his rapid fire round, what's just something that you want people to leave knowing about Rev? That's a great question. I want people to, 
I want people to know that at Rev, we, we genuinely, truly care about you. And again, I know I, I mentioned that before, and it kind of sounds cliche, but I mean, that's, that's really what it is. It's not so much like, oh, yeah, we do this, this different approach. It's really light touch. It's, uh, or we have this, this cool office. Or it, at the end, it's like, man, we, just, we want the best for everybody who comes through our doors. We, we want you to succeed. We want you to, to live vibrantly. We want you to live authentically from within, uh, not only just for you, but for the world. Like we want more and more people to, to do that and experience that. And so, um, you know, anytime somebody comes by or sees our office, I want them to think that like, even if they never come in and they, they just hear this message, like you have the potential to thrive, you have the potential to live optimally and, and, uh, that's always that's always available to you and that's always going to be something that's that's right there for you right there for you to take with you and if you need support with that we are more than happy to help you with that and and set it up and show you how that's possible for you it's just it's just a matter of taking that step this episode of startup heroes was brought to you by becaffeinated coffee cafe quality drive-through convenience serving lattes drip cold brew and more with all locally roasted coffee Check them out at their locations in Red Bank, North Shore, Chat State, and East 3rd Street across from the zoo. And remember, be happy, be caffeinated. All right, time for the rapid fire round. Let's do Are you it. ready, Brian? I'm ready. All right, you have less than a minute to answer every, all of these questions. Wow. All right, okay. no more than that. All right. They're not super complicated. Okay. You can get a little in-depth, but no more than a minute. Okay. All right, what's your favorite book? And we're going to do business and non-business. Okay. Uh, non-business, I love The Alchemist. Mm. Uh, business, I would say I, I've actually started reading Start With Why, and I think it's great. Nice. Yeah. yeah I'm a Simon Sinek fanboy through and through. Who's your favorite author? Favorite author would be, I guess, um, I guess Simon Sinek. The book so far is great. Nice. So, <laughs> well, he has a lot of them, so you yeah, can read I'm a bunch. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what TV show are you binging right now? Oh, you know, I've been watching Stranger Things, yeah. but only when my wife is not in the room. <laughs> so it's taken me forever. So no spoilers. I haven't finished. Oh, yeah. I haven't no, finished. I'm on season three, so no worries. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. Does she just not like it, or uh, is it? So it's a little too too, too scary yeah. for her, and that's it's it's almost borderline too scary for me. So yeah, I it's don't pretty know, I don't know why I watch it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, who was your biggest influence growing up? Um, I, you know, I would say... It have to be my my parents. They, um, you know, they really taught me. My dad, especially, he taught me like if anything's worth doing, it's worth doing right the first mm -hmm. time. And um, just seeing like the way that they they navigated different things in their life. They're about to celebrate fifty years of marriage, and you know, running businesses and stuff like that. And just the way that they handled everything was was inspiring. That's awesome. What businesses do they do? Or did they? Uh, my dad's in IT. My mom works uh, kind of like behind the scenes at a uh, like an awning store, local awning store in back home in Michigan where I'm from. And uh, they're looking to grow and expand. They're doing some really cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant around town? You know, I love, I'm not vegan, but I love uh, Southern Squeeze, Southern Squeeze and Real Roots. Mm. Um, they're two like vegan only shops. They have like shakes and, and juices and stuff. Uh, the food is great, but more so like the people there are just awesome. Yeah. Like everyone, every time you go in, you feel like family and you, you just can like connect with them on different ways. So love both of those. What's your places. Southern Squeeze juice go to? Juice. I love the, I love the one. Oh gosh, I don't even know they're going to get on me for this, but it's like, <laughs> it's got beets and carrots and, and ginger. It's kind of spicy, but mm -hmm. a little bit, but it's really good. Nice. Yeah. What's your go-to coffee drink? Go-to um, coffee. I would just say 
just black coffee. Yeah. I mean, like go to, you think of like anywhere you go, you're going to get the same thing, maybe potentially. But <laughs> it's like, do you have yeah. an origin that you prefer? Origin. No. Like, like a country or flavor profile or just black no. coffee and you're good. You guys are going to have to teach me the origins <laughs> and like what's right. good. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is your favorite superhero I, or supervillain? Growing up, I loved Batman just for like all of his gadgets, but I think I relate more to Captain America. Just Why like, is that? I feel like, you know, he, yeah, he went through um, the chamber and he became like this super, super soldier or whatever. But I feel like he already had that within him. You know, it was, it was just like something else that came, something else outside of him just kind of sparked that within. And I feel like I can generally, I can relate to that a lot so you're saying that he had the potential to thrive and then the chamber allowed there him to go, fully yeah. reach that yeah exactly <laughs> i wonder you like him that's right on brand yeah. that's awesome uh star wars harry potter or lord of the rings my wife and i we just watched all this the harry potter mm-hmm. for the first time loved it but i don't think anything compares to star wars nice star wars. what trilogy is your favorite what trilogy um yeah i'm more like the newer the newer ones, uh, the old ones, I respect them. I like yeah. them a little bit, but you can't get over like the the graphics and everything yeah. that they do in the newer ones for yeah. sure. Like the seven, eight, nine new ones, or like the prequels. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah, nice. yeah. Heard. Who is your favorite band? Uh, I really like the Head and the Heart. Hmm. Yeah. What kind of music is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just yeah, a lot of guitar. It's like a folky, but like very yeah. thoughtful and like yeah. poignant lyrics, and you have to like sometimes go deep and like research them. But yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Indie yeah. folky. Yeah. Yeah. Indie yeah. folky. Okay. That's my favorite genre. <laughs> uh, if you could have dinner with anyone today, who would it be? And why? I would say, um, I would say Jim Carrey. Yeah. I think he is like, <laughs> he's hilarious. I loved his movies. Um, but also like recently, I don't know if you have seen, he's like he's an artist. He, now. Yeah. He's an artist. Yeah. He's on like a spiritual journey. He's mm-hmm. like, he, I think he knows something like he's, he's got <laughs> some wisdom and I would just love to pick his brain. Do you think he listens to this show? No. Oh, okay. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. Yeah. If we say the mask and all his other movies, like, yeah, maybe we'll, he'll be, listen. we'll be trending. <laughs> uh, no, have you seen the one where he was painting this really big thing and he like hung above yes, it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The guy is insane. And he only started painting like a couple just, years. Ago. Yeah, and he just like you know that's somebody who just went all in. He like turned his whole apartment into just an art studio and yeah. just like dove into like painting and like <laughs> what art means. It's, and it's wild. It's good too. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not just gibberish. It's it's good. Uh what's your go-to outside activity in Chattanooga? Um you know, I went to recently this this past weekend I went to a waterfall and got to swim like in the bottom of a waterfall and like hike down into it. Um so I've only done that once, but I'm going to say that's my go-to because <laughs> that was a really cool experience. My wife and I have this debate of waterfalls and it's, is the point of the waterfall the hike or is it the waterfall? And I argue that it's the waterfall and she argues that it's the hike. Yeah. But I'm like, if I can drive up and be at a waterfall, that's the one I'm going to go to. <laughs> but she's like, no, you have to, you have to work for it. I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. I, what, what do you think? I agree with you. I yeah. think it's the waterfall. The waterfall. Yeah. You know, the song isn't don't go chasing the hike to a waterfall. It's don't go chasing waterfall. Yeah, so we're right. going to contradict our, uh, it's all about the journey, not the destination. Now we're saying, no, it's really about the destination. In the case of waterfalls. Yeah, it's different. It's waterfalls. I'm not there to hike. I'm there to swim in. I can go hiking anywhere. <laughs> see a waterfall. Exactly. Uh, what small business resources are you using in Chattanooga right now? 
Um, you know, I've been looking more into the Small Business Development Center mm-hmm. and the resources that they have there. Uh, I've gone to a couple of classes at um, the Chattery. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've always been intrigued with uh, the CoLab yeah. and like their, their programs that they offer there. Um, haven't actually met with, with anybody there, but definitely interested in like how they can support me. And I've heard a lot of, a lot of positive things there. Yeah, we've actually been working with them. Uh, we did their um, Stay Savvy event. Was that May? Yeah. That was our May seminar. Yeah. Um, and we partnered with them on that. Oh, and nice. they've been working with us on some of these podcasts too. So nice. uh, they're really cool. And yeah, actually, yeah. this is the SPDC that you're in, this building. Um, yeah. The floor we're on is that. And they're yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's um, a great room. Yeah. yeah. Great room. And also, Hi Fink. You guys have been helping me out <laughs> tremendously. You're a local <laughs> resource. Yeah. Local resource. All right. And the last one. What is an ending quote for our listeners to take home today? Because you have amazing quotes. And I really love them. So I want you to give them one to chew on. Yeah. Um, You know, quote we have in our office, maybe it's not so much a quote, it's just a saying, it's be, do, have. You know, I think so often we get get it backwards. Like once I have something, then I'll do this and then I'll finally be happy or whatever it is. But, you know, you have to, you have to be that thing that you want to be before you can, you can generally have it. And so um, how can you just take one step today? How can you do one thing today to just be that person, that future version of yourself that you want to be? And, you know, continuously do that. Do that every single day. Take one step here and there, one step here and there. And eventually those things are going to start to come into fruition. You're going to start to have the thing that you want to have. So be do have. Be do have. I was hoping you were going to say that one. (laughs) (laughs) You said it last week. I was like, okay, that's awesome. Good. All right. Well, uh, that covers our episode of Startup Heroes today. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really, really appreciate appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, this is great. Uh, again, this is Startup Heroes, your local Chattanooga podcast to get the scoop on local small business owners and their stories and origins, kryptonites, and superpowers. This is Chris Wood. I'm Nate Tucker. I'm Michael Lardazabal. And our guest today was Dr. Brian Stutz. And thanks for signing on, and we'll see you next time. This podcast brought to you by Hive Think Media. If you like this podcast and you want to stay in the know of what's going on with us, follow us at Hive Think Media on Instagram or check us out at HiveThinkMedia.com. Thank you for listening.